guys, welcome back to Script by Sia. We are joined today by the lovely goddess Ivy Hart. She is a dominatrix. So, wow, 20 episodes in, another dominatrix in. We're so excited. If you guys uh, listened to episode one, the dominatrix featuring Sadie, you might have heard a couple really fascinating stories on that episode. That featured Ivy Hart, who we have on today. So we're so excited to get into everything BDSM, FET, kink, everything. So, hello. Hi, thank you so much for having me. It's nice to finally be here, finally meet you. Yay, I know. We've been like trying to schedule something in for so long and like it finally happened. I'm yeah. so glad we scheduled the line. We're both so. busy girls. <laughs> yes, very, very, very busy girls. So what keeps you busy? <laughs> what do you do? Well. <laughs> well. Um, yeah, I'm a dominatrix. So I do mostly in-person sessions. Mm-hmm. I do do some kind of online distance training with a few different subs and slaves. Oh. But my, I, I tend to do mostly in-person sessions. Okay. How did you get started? Tell me your story. Like, is there any training for this? Like, how does one yes. get involved? How do you get into the community? Blah. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I started getting into kink in my personal life few years ago yeah it's it was interesting because at the beginning when I was first getting I mean I was into kink when I was younger mm-hmm. and then had some experiences where that was like kind of shamed and so I put it on hold for many many years and just sort of suppressed that side of myself mm-hmm. which I also noticed like a lot of my um, my clients kind of come from that history as well where they have like wanted to explore but not felt safe to do so right so I can really relate with that um and I do do some like coaching sessions which I'm I really enjoy and that kind of like helps to bring people out of their shell helps to figure out what they're actually interested in and kind of how we can explore some of their kinks in a safe way right yes but yeah very important yeah so so I yeah like you said I started to get into kink and um and at first I thought that I was submissive because the partner that I had at the time was you know leaning more dominant so I was like okay I'll try it and (laughs) tried being submissive and I learned so much um a lot of doms are like no I don't want anything to do with subbing and I am that way now, mm-hmm. but I really feel like it gave me a really, really good understanding of what submissives are looking for, because right. um, I had that experience of like, you know, what does it feel like to be in what we call subspace, where, you know, you get kind of high from all this BDSM activity. Right. So yeah, that gave me like a good intro into the scene mm-hmm. and um, started to learn more about it. There's lots of really good classes that you can go to to learn more about BDSM. And yeah, I feel like there's a lot more availability and accessibility now as opposed to like many, many years ago when it was just like within yeah. the community. Totally. So yeah, it's become, kink has become so much more accepted and so much more popular. And I started to make, you know, new kinky friends and, like, get more and more involved into the kink scene. Then it turns out that I happened to know a whole bunch of people that were sex workers of one form or another. Like, all different, like, like camming, stripping, escorts, and a few doms, and, like, super admired the work that they were doing. It seems so, like, fun and interesting. It is fun. (laughs) Yeah, and, of course, the money is a huge... It's appeal all the, yeah it's all the huge factor as well <laughs> of course and yeah so I was like okay well then Sadie and I met and we were both like we would do weird things for money like this could be fun <laughs> yeah so we started offering sessions together for the first little while we just worked together and we just oh. had like so much fun I still love working with her so much we don't get to work together that much anymore but oh. it was like felt really like a safe way to kind of get into doing it professionally because we just always did duos together right oh my gosh okay I have so many questions just from what you just said here so (laughs) okay can we go all the way back when your first statements was when you first started playing around in your personal with dom and sub roles so you started off as a sub because that's what your partner or your partner was dom so you're obviously gonna do the opposite how was that experience for you starting off as a as a submissive 
I don't know. I mean, we had some, like, we had a pretty vanilla relationship and started exploring kink together. Mm-hmm. So we had, like, a, a really deep trust of one another. Right. And, yeah, we just started playing around with different things like pain, flogging, collaring, that kind of stuff. Right, which I think, well, I don't know if it is, but, like, yeah, very safe kind of ways to go and kind of, like, a good entry level into yes. that kind of world. Yeah. Right. Yeah, like kink light. Yeah. <laughs> That's how we started. And then it was like, just opened up this huge world of like all the filthiest things, which was so much fun. <laughs> the more interesting things, right? Yeah. And then you also uh, mentioned like when playing roles properly, it kind of gives you a bit of a high. Yes. I could totally relate to that too because I had um, one of my old sugar daddies with the Dom. Mm-hmm. And he was trying to introduce me to the same things as you said, like, you know, with the collar and, like, vlogging and stuff like that. And I just remembered, like, oh, I was want to get into this and, like, try it out. But then I just remembered, like, you know, you have to be fully committed to this role. Yeah. You can't just kind of, like, half-ass it yeah. or just, like, kind of act. You have to, like, totally commit to that. And, like, I just remember it being, like, a total, like, out-of-body experience. Like, mm-hmm. I actually, like started crying after the session because I felt like just like brought out something within me totally like Like such a release there's such a there's such a gift when a submissive gives you that amount of power and you know it can really release a lot of things and that's why we do something called aftercare and everybody needs different aftercare and like when you get to that subspace and you get those feelings you get high like everybody needs something different afterwards a lot of a lot of my subs just like to like lay their head on my my lap and like let me pet them (laughs) like you know oh wow I didn't know that was a thing too so yeah aftercare yeah okay totally and like I always tell them like go get like a big meal or like have a snack something grounding if you if it's after like a really intense scene right right Okay, so sorry. So you call them scenes, not sessions. Or... Both. It's both. Okay, yeah. interesting. I'm just trying to get on with the lingo yeah. here, too. There's so much different <laughs> lingo. Um, okay, so then you kind of started playing around, and then you started really getting into it professionally. Yeah. At what point did you kind of take it to a professional approach? And, and how do you do that? How do you approach that, too? Yeah, well, that was... I mean, that was really interesting. At that point, I had already started, like... I really realized that, like, subbing was just not for me. Like, I thought, <laughs> I thought, oh, like, I'm submissive. And then it was, as I started to switch, I realized, like, I don't actually have a submissive bone in my body. And, like, I so just... So you're not even not a switch me. either. No. You're just, like, absolutely not. anymore. Not. Like, it was, oh, like, no. submissive, then started switching, and then it was, like... Actually, no, I'm not going to sub anymore. Like, this <laughs> suits me so much better. And, like, you know, I'm I'm polyamorous. And my partners at the time and newer partners were like, yeah, that makes sense that you don't. You're not, <laughs> you've never been submissive. Like, yeah, I tried it. I tried it. It wasn't for me. <laughs> not for you, no. Yeah. But then, um, yeah, like, making the switch over to doing it professionally was, like, pretty cool it was a really fun and like exciting process because like I said like I already had so many friends that were doing sex work and I had been so curious about it like my whole life like I'd always 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 been curious about it and you know I had partners that like weren't supportive of doing anything in that industry and right so didn't really go forward with it but Mm -hmm. like when I realized that like I could do this it was just, like, so thrilling, you know? <laughs> yeah, very exciting times, for sure. Mm-hmm. That's and you're, like, making good money yeah. doing it, and you're like, yeah, I'm a boss. <laughs> oh, my gosh, that's incredible. So, yeah. like, in terms of... I know we touched about some about this on episode one, but it's been a while, so if there's new listeners and whatnot, it's been a while. It's episode number 20, I believe, now. But, like, how, how do you get started with that professionally, like, in terms of ensuring a safe space for your clients you know getting the equipment the costumes i'm sure like all of that matters as well mm-hmm. like, creating the environment and the space mm-hmm. like how where do you start with that yeah well i had a friend um that was an escort and so we started out by using her space mm-hmm. um because you know you don't want to do it in i mean a lot of people do do it in their homes. I didn't want to do it in my home. I wanted yeah. to have it removed from my personal life. Right. For safety reasons, right? And yeah, so we started advertising. There's lots of different ways to do that. Mm-hmm. And working out of her apartment, which felt really safe. 
And it took, you know, like, especially within, like, as a dom, like, yeah, all the equipment is quite expensive to get started up. Like, you don't want to have the, like, cheap from Amazon stuff. It's just not good quality, right? So you have to, like, start slowly. I kind of just started by, like, what the requests that I was getting. Right. So um, some things you don't need very much equipment at all. Um, <laughs> Depending on what you do, right? Exactly. What you offer. Exactly. And then, and then um, I had a friend that set up a, a full dungeon. And so gradually started just taking sessions there. And now I worked in a fully equipped dungeon that has all the equipment, all the toys, a lot of those toys that I purchased or my subs or slaves have purchased for me. Nice. And yeah, like I have just actually an insane amount of like outfits and like leather stuff and latex clothing, like oh all God. the things. It's just like I barely had room to keep it. I had to buy like a whole dresser just for like sexy outfits, which is <laughs> so much fun. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> so are you operating out of that fully operational and fully stocked dungeon now then yeah okay perfect almost exclusively oh wow yeah because it's all set up and it's yeah it's all there God, it's got everything and it's just it's so comfortable to work there and everything's there and it's fun like who doesn't want to go to a dungeon if you're interested in king like go to the dungeon you know (laughs) come to the dark side guys yeah (laughs) (laughs) have you ever had times or requests where you have to go to the client's house or you know yeah, I mean, more so at the beginning we would do that. Now yeah. I'm like, no, just come to the dungeon. It's right. got everything there. It's yeah. like so much work for me to go to the dungeon, pack up all the things that I would need, bring them. Like, I'll, you know, I, I use it. It's not convenient. It's not convenient, and it's like everything is set up at the dungeon. So I definitely prefer to work out of the dungeon. Right. Mm-hmm. So when you were first starting out, you typically go to clients' houses or a space that was available. Yeah, or like my friend's place I would work out of there often. Totally. How do you ensure your safety in those types of environments, especially when you're first starting out when, you know, you don't have a space and you don't know where to go and, you know, how can you vet on these people yeah I think they're essentially strangers absolutely yeah absolutely so I mean that's why I started that's why Sadie and I started doing it together in order to get our comfort and to learn how to screen people and a lot of the screening honestly just happens by how the sub is communicating with me I can tell like you know I get a lot of like Twitter DMs and Instagram DMs that are like just I just ignore I ignore pretty much all of them once in a while, I'll be like, go fill out the form on my website. It says right at the top of my profile. Like, if they can't figure that out, I'm like, oh. <laughs> but once in a while, I'll be nice and be like, here's a link to the form on my website. Usually, I just ignore them. Yeah. But, you know, yeah. <laughs> if, they, if they, like, if they fill out the form properly and they're addressing me properly, like, yeah. I like to be addressed properly, right. you know, like, with respect. And um, especially coming from a sub, in you know, meeting a dom, they should be using correct language and, yeah. like, making sure they spelled things properly and like yeah. you know and if, if there if there's any like hint of just like demandingness through our email interactions or like pushing my boundaries is a big one like if yeah. anybody is requesting things that I clearly ha- state that I do not offer like yeah. they just get ignored right you know you have a very long list of what you offer so it's just yeah. like okay buddy if you can't freaking read exactly then what are you doing wasting my time? Yeah, and like just, yeah, the way that they interact with you, that will raise either green flags or red flags. Right. And then... And of course you get better better at it with time. You do. As well. Yes. And then, you know, there's a, a quite a good process between like, I can ask them, oh, have you seen another provider and can you give me a reference? So I always right. get Reference, a reference. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I always get a deposit as well because... Um, you know, I have to book the dungeon space mm-hmm. and people often will get like really excited about kinky things and then they'll like freak out at the last minute and cancel yeah. and like, like I got, feet. yeah, I got tired of that. So I will not see anybody without a deposit now. Wow. Mm-hmm. So you've obviously come a long way. How long have you been doing this for? Um, professionally for about two years. Wow. Yeah. I think it's been maybe, maybe longer. I don't know. Minimum two years. <laughs> maybe two <laughs> and a half. Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, wow, there's so many things. Okay, so reference checks, okay, that's a big thing. Mm-hmm. And of course, filtering through emails, I totally get that. Um, and deposits too. So, would they, 
um, usually pay via like PayPal or something or you transfer or whatever. Yeah, stuff yeah like, that. like PayPal or yeah. I get them to send me an Amazon card. Just something that something proves that like they're putting in some effort. You know, it's great if they are willing to share their full name or like uh, the most respectful subs that I get and the ones that I take very seriously and the ones that I give my attention to are the ones that will write me like a well thought out introduction about themselves telling me about themselves and they will often include like a link to their professional website and I'm like okay wow this person is serious they're gonna get my attention right as opposed to the other guy that can't even address it properly can't even like spell check anything (laughs) yeah yeah or hasn't read through my website like my website has a lot of information it has like a question and I you know I get annoyed if somebody clearly hasn't read my website and they're asking me to like they're just wasting my time by asking all these questions like I have put in the effort to make a nice website to answer all your questions read it you know (laughs) do yourself a favor and read it yeah okay wait I have your website here I'm just gonna go over a few things that you offer because it's a lot Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's a lot so guys um if you are curious I'm sure we, at the end of the episode, we'll plug anything that you want. Okay. But ivyheart.com. But uh, current offerings, tons of things here. So impact play, forced by, cuckolding, pegging, do a femdom sessions, pet play, humiliation, degradation, cross-dressing, role play, bondage, trampling, trampling foot and boot worship sessions, sounding, teeth and denial, CBT, GS, ball busting, nipple torture, face slapping, fisting, toys, and after request. Holy fucking shit. That's a whole Yeah. Lot of no, and even just you reading that, I'm like, oh, which one's my favorite? No, I like all of those things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of things I'm familiar with there. And a lot of things I'm, I don't even know what they are. Like, I don't know what CBT is. I don't know what GS is. Fuck and ball torture. Oh, oh, So okay. much fun. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, okay. There's so many things here. So... <laughs> How, okay, first of all, and I know you kind of looked at the questions earlier, but what is your specialty or like what, what do you enjoy the most? Yeah, so. Can you even put them in I know, a it's range? So hard. You like, know what I enjoy the most is when a sub is really into something. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's it's more than the activity. It's like the, the energy that we feed off each other. That's what I enjoy the most. So it doesn't even matter what the activity is for me. It's like if we have a good connection and like, you know, can connect and get into the same thing, like it's fantastic. It's It doesn't even matter. One thing I've been doing a lot lately, like that will always excite me, I feel like, is like <laughs> forced by and cuckolding. Yeah. Um, so much fun. I so wait, what, what is that for the audience that just you know, may yeah, not know what yeah. that is for the vanilla peeps out there? <laughs> yeah, so forced by is basically, so also like, I kind of have this cheeky thing where I run a slut school and Oh yes, that's yeah, right. yeah, that as well. Yeah, so <laughs> it's I just, I like to like encourage people to come back and see me and like we'll train them and we'll do more things and we'll push your boundaries and like maybe we'll start off with like kink light and then like get further and further and like pushing boundaries and like doing new things together and like often like the graduation, like if they, if they like, you know, sucking my strap on, then I will like tell them like soon you're going to be sucking a real dick for me and like I just love that. (laughs) So, you know, I, I, I basically like force I'm using quotations here I mm-hmm. force them to suck a real dick and it's right. like graduating from slut school in- <laughs> includes like forcing you to become bi and I don't know why I just love that so much it's so much fun so fun oh my gosh okay wait wait so slut school I can you tell me about this? Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah, I mean, it's just kind of my cheeky thing where I'm like, okay, well, it's all custom training, right? So whatever, mm-hmm. we, we start with whatever your interests are and then just, like, keep training you to do better, to serve me better, to, you know, do more things for me and, like, pushing people's boundaries is super fun. Totally. <laughs> like, um, so I guess it's, it's a private, like, custom, like, one-on-one session. Yeah, one-on-one you know, training. That's a lot of exploration and stuff, too. What kind of people do you get, like, in terms of your clients for slut school? Yeah. Who do you usually get? Who shows up? Can you share a bit about that? Yeah, I feel like it's mostly for the very dedicated slaves mm-hmm. that are, like, really committed to me and really committed to going deeper with me and like working towards like ownership even where you know I'll have them collared with a special collar or you know a lot of those 
subs will do, you know, will be texting most days, mm-hmm. you know, as an additional service so that we, we just have like more of a connection. connection that mm-hmm. way. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Whoa. Okay. So how do you, how do you get these people? How do you market yourself? How do you find these people or how do they find you? Yeah, they find me. Yeah. Through, through, uh, often, um, through Twitter, mm-hmm. you know, I do advertise on some of the sites, but a lot of the people that find me on the advertising sites are like transient. We get a lot of out of town people coming oh. through Vancouver. So I'll see them maybe once, maybe they'll come yeah. back next year for work or whatever. And they'll see me, my more dedicated slaves find me because they follow me on Twitter and they see my personality and they see yeah. what I'm really into and like, will reach out to me that way. Okay. Mm-hmm. Can you share like what the, I don't know, the ranges or the demographic of people. Is it all just like a mixed bag? It's a total mixed bag. (laughs) Like I get people from like age 21 and I'm like, how did you get to be so kinky so young? Um, (laughs) And then all the way up to like the way older guys. I've only had like two female clients, which is like. I want to ask about that too because I would assume it's mostly men. It's mostly men. Right. And Mm -hmm. two female clients. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. What were those experiences like? Because then you don't really hear of those experiences at all. Yeah, they were both super fun. Super, super fun. I'm definitely into doing more of that. It's just, you know, there's... Less common, though. Yeah, it's less common. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. So for slut school, sorry, going back to that, so many different tangents here, guys. I'm like, <laughs> ah, there's so many questions I want to ask you. For that, would they come to you for a certain chin? Kind of like, hey, I want to get more into this type of kink or like teach me how to do that or like yeah how would that usually work yeah well I don't know an example would be like pegging Mm-hmm. For instance, they'll come to me and like maybe they've like fantasized about pegging, but I've never actually done it. So we'll start small with like anal training with like smaller dildos and like work our way up to the bigger ones. Like I really like fisting. So oh God. ouch. Yeah. I'm just thinking ouch. So that takes a lot of training, <laughs> yeah, right? And it, it takes a lot of dedication and outside of our sessions as well. Like I will tell them like, my subs to like get a set of graduated butt plugs and like work on stretching that out that's your homework right. for school right is right. to like wear your butt plug for an hour each day <laughs> and then like slowly get to the bigger ones slowly get to the bigger ones right so by the time they see you again then yeah then they're like stretched out and ready for the bigger ones <laughs> <laughs> so fun so there's, there's obviously like a lot of a lot of role playing to do lots mm-hmm. of power play um to do with dom sub culture so mm-hmm. Can you tell? Can you talk to me about the power dynamic and how important that is? In like when you're assuming these roles, especially as a dom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, most of like people that come to me, I do see sometimes kinksters. I call them kinksters, where kinksters. they're like they're not they're not really submissive. They're not really slaves. But they have this specific fetish that they like, and it doesn't need to have as much of the power dynamic. But those requests are, like, few and far between. Most of them are, they want to feel submissive. They want to feel beneath you. They want to give you power. Mm -hmm. And so they already come in in that role. Right. And, you know, I'm in my dom space, so I'm, like, already there. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, so that's really interesting. How do you get, I mean, I know what's with your personality already. You're already very aggressive and, you know, very... (laughs) I'm not aggressive, though. (laughs) You seem so lovely now. (laughs) Well, it's so funny, too. Like, just on that note, I've been thinking so much about, like, the different types of doms that are out there and the different types of personalities and, like, how people think of a dominatrix as one way. Often, it's, Mm. like, the super strict mistress doesn't smile, doesn't have any fun, and is just, like, super strict and harsh all the time. That is not me. That is just not me. Like, (laughs) I am, like, tender and sweet and caring and super compassionate. And I can be strict. Yeah. But even, like, you know, and I can, if if I get a request that somebody wants me to be like that, I'm like, for sure, I can get more into that role. Like, you know, I, that's, that's not a problem for me. But generally, the way that I play is, like, playful Mm. and kind of cheeky. Right. And, like, I do, like, a lot of, like, mind fuck stuff. Like, I, like, when you look at me, you, you don't see, like, a super muscly, like... No. S- you know, physically overpoweringly strong person. And, like, 
I don't do wrestling sessions or like I don't do sessions where people want me to like physically overpower them. A lot right. of doms do that and that is fantastic and that is their niche and that is that is that is why we are also different that's why there's so many different doms and why like a sub is going to find a dom that works for them right and that's not me like i'll get those requests and i'm like did you see me like that's (laughs) not that's not me i'm like mental dom (laughs) oh that's so interesting so what other case most people have the stereotypical kind of image and you know kind of assumption of what a dom is like and you mentioned there's so many different other kinds too can you name a few different other kinds too for people that might not know like what's out there or just does it depend on the request um i well yeah definitely i mean as a professional we do cater to what our subs and slaves are looking for of course right, right. and that's like the difference between like my personal life and work life like yeah i can I can put on that role of being like the super strict mistress Mm -hmm. but that's not that's not how I play in my personal life and that's not like what comes as naturally to me as Mm -hmm. being like kind of like cheeky and like you know like I have a slut school and like you know just yeah I don't know you're very sassy yeah like sassy is a good (laughs) word to describe me for sure (laughs) (laughs) definitely a good thing yeah and like like playful and like I don't know it's just there's yeah there's so many different styles um a lot of people do like the kind of mommy dom where they're like tender and like sweet oh and a lot of people are like the super strict like no smiley kind of right yeah i mean we're all they're all different yeah we all have our personalities right that's so interesting for those requests that you get sometimes though that are maybe outside of your box and stuff how do you get into character Mm. A lot of it has to do with the outfit for me. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, costumes are very important. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And fun. <laughs> yeah. Like, if I put on a, you know, a, well, I, I do like to do, like, the teacher-student thing, so I'll put Classic. on my, my teacher outfit and my glasses. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, Helps it's get all, into role. Yeah, it helps get into the role, and it, it adds to the experience, too, because then if you're playing that role, you're not dressed appropriately kind of like maybe as the client it won't feel as real maybe mm-hmm. right yeah. that's really interesting <laughs> yeah um okay so going down here on your website too so not interested in brown roman fs escort services out baby wrestling race play yeah i don't even know what some of these yeah, are yeah i get requests for those things and like i just ignore them they're not, not it's just not your style and stuff too um, I don't even like to talk about them. No, okay, <laughs> let's not talk about it. Because it's like, I don't even know what some of these are. But, <laughs> but there is something for everyone, right? There's so. something for everyone. It's not a judgment on you. It's just, it's not for me. Right. <laughs> Can we talk about feet fetishes? Yeah. I have so many questions, and I've had a lot of requests coming to me through Instagram and other places and stuff too that I've kind of like been playing around with so I've done I've sold my socks online you know nice. <laughs> yeah which is great and it's super easy and like they send the money I'm like oh my god this is real like, yeah <laughs> so if you guys don't know like a lot of people like to buy used socks and stuff and you know obviously the more smelly it is the better I don't know what they do with the socks I have an assumption. I'm just not going to go there, but you know, <laughs> whatever floats your boat, there's nothing wrong. You know, feet fetishes are the most common fetish. They are, right? Yeah. So, but I was, I remember doing research on this too, because I was like, oh, like, what is this all about? Because I was curious. I'm like, how can you make more money? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, just like the, the picture thing and the soles and the spread toe thing. And yeah. Like, and then even going into ball busting, which I've done before by request. And there's also like people, I've had more requests for people want me to walk in their face or like walk on them. Like everything to do with feet. So yeah. it's such a really interesting world. Totally. <laughs> and I'm so happy that you have that on your things and the things that you offer. Yeah. So I could ask you many questions about this. <laughs> yeah. So how do you, um, for these clients and stuff, would you find that it's like a pretty common request for you? For it is. Yeah. yeah. And, and pretty vanilla too, I would say. Yeah. I mean, it can be, yeah. it can be or it's it cannot. Okay. And I, I think that that's the thing about when you name like one specific fetish, you know, everybody's come to that fetish for a different reason. Some people are just like, I like feet. Right. You know, and some people are like, 
I like feet because they're above me and like I'm lying down and there's feet above me and it's this power dynamic right, right. some people yeah so it's like one fetish people can come to it for all different reasons so that's what I try to do when when somebody asks me for a specific thing for instance if somebody emails me and is like I really just like pegging it's like okay what how do you want to feel do you want to feel like what do you want out of this yeah what are you what is the what's the goal is it just the physical sensation of pegging do you like sensual pegging do you like like really intense like hard power dynamic pegging like there's so many different things it's the same with feet right it's like some people just want to admire a beautiful foot and some people are like oh the smell of like dirty feet is so gross that it is good right you know (laughs) like like there's so many different levels because i find like with my research it's like okay people want pictures of feet um or then you know people want the socks people want to be walked on people want you know to suck on their heel or yeah other things and stuff like that too so i guess there are different kind of extremities Mm -hmm. i would say to that what kind of requests have you gotten in terms of like feet play and stuff like that a lot of them, it's like it's kind of like worked into all of their fetishes. So oh. it'll be like sometimes it's like a reward for the end of the session. If I feel like they did a good job, then they get to like worship my feet for a little while. Okay. I I have people that I do like foot gagging with, which is fun. Where like I'll what? lie them down and like like literally gag them with my feet, and like stuff my foot down their throat as far as possible and like train their throat to take my it's fun it's like, it's like you see the improvements it's like <laughs> oh like now you can take like most of my feet my big feet i have a size 10 feet <laughs> yeah people love that like people love all feet they love tiny feet and they love yeah. like people will email me like what size your feet i'm like 10 they're like yay <laughs> <laughs> so yeah oh my gosh that's yeah. so insane insane and sounds so intense like I think I almost gagged (laughs) (laughs) just like hearing about that I was like oh my god ouch (laughs) so when you're first starting out and you've gotten a request that you've never done before how did you prepare for that and how did you you know get the confidence that you could fully execute this and you know have your client leaving super satisfied Mm -hmm. how nerve wracking Um, is that (laughs) yeah yeah, I mean it, it can it can be a I mean, if it's something that makes me really, really nervous or uncomfortable, then I'll just be like, "Mm, I don't think that's for me. Mm -hmm. But yeah, like the internet obviously has tons of information. Just Mm -hmm. even like watching porn about it will give you a better idea. Yes. And then, (laughs) um, and, and I'm really honest with people. I'm like, somebody emails me a request that I've never done. I'll just straight up tell them like, you know, I've never done this. I am curious and interested and willing to give it a go. Right. Like, I think that's important. Instead of being like, oh, you know, I'm the best at this thing that I've never done, you know? Right. It's, <laughs> it's nice that you give them some transparency, too. Yeah. To, so. I think that's important. Yeah. I think it's really important. It's not just all about getting money and getting paid. I'm like, yes, it's a big part of it. But at the same time, you don't want them to be disappointed, too. It's a lot of money, right? You don't yeah. want them to throw you a bunch of money and not have it work out, either. Right. Do those review sites still exist as well? Like... I remember Sadie mentioning there was, like, a website that she didn't name, but, like, you can rate people yeah, or something. I'm not I sure don't, if that's a thing anymore. People, like, there's one website called Perb. It's an escort review board. It's not It's not very great, but, um, <laughs> yeah, people, there's not that many DOM reviews on there. Like, there's some, like, but I haven't gotten a review on there in, like, I don't know. Like, at least a year and a half, I don't think. Maybe a half. I don't know. I haven't right. looked in a while. So. <laughs> <laughs> so do people mostly come to you now via your website, Twitter, like, online, so in terms of, like, social platforms as opposed to, like, I'm not sure if you mentioned um, you advertise elsewhere as well or... Yeah, like, um, so usually on, like, escort advertising sites, there's a DOM and fetish section mm-hmm. that I'll advertise right. in. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Perfect. But I don't advertise that much. Um, I'm a low-volume dom. I don't take... It's not my full-time job. I don't take tons and tons of... I don't take all the requests, and um, so, therefore, I don't advertise as much. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. So, it just depends on your own schedule and stuff, too, and whenever you're available and stuff, too, because yeah. you're really busy, too. Yeah, so. I am, and, um, you know, I, I like to work with, like, the good people. So, I keep I keep the the slaves and subs that I like and because I just 
work part-time like that's often enough to sustain me and keep me interested in the work and enjoying it like I'm I'm very privileged that way so yeah yeah how do you how do you keep them like how do you ensure loyalty like how do you ensure that you will have like a repeat customer and stuff too and yeah I mean I think that I, I what from what I hear other cities the subs are like very very loyal to their doms and here in Vancouver it's fairly transient the kink scene like in people's personal lives I think is pretty big but mm-hmm. you know maybe them seeing professionals isn't as big like there I I just don't there's not a ton of work in it to be honest like right. there's there's not it's not like honestly like I would usually discourage people get excited about it and they're like yeah. you mean I can make this much money without taking off my clothes and yeah. like People get excited about that aspect. It's all glamorized, right? It's glamorized, but honestly, like, it's such a small scene. It's such a small scene, and um, I would totally recommend, like, people that are interested in getting into doming to maybe to camming or something. I was just going to say. Because you have a wider audience. It's very small and very niche here. Right, yeah, especially for, like, in-person play. I find it's really small, and I was going to say, like, I wonder if that's because people are getting what they need online via, like, humiliation porn or some other kind of BDSM porn or, like, camming and stuff, too, as you said, or people paying for, like, custom videos, because that's, like, what I do as well. Like, I wonder if that has changed a lot. Like, and this, this topic has come up in a lot of these episodes you know, same with strip clubs too. Like, well, not a lot of people going to strip clubs anymore. Right. It's like a dying yeah. industry, and people are just, you know, getting their porn online or whatever. Totally. And stuff too. So yeah. Same thing for for the dom and the BDSM world. That's so fascinating. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's just such a small scene here in Vancouver um, that there's like. I think even if I wanted to do it full time and just do in person sessions, I don't think that I would be able to to sustain. Yeah. There's just there's not enough. Do you feel like it's been consistently like that across the board since you started? Or have you seen like a decline? Or has it been kind of the same? Oh, there's definitely like slow months where I'm like, oh my god. (laughs) And then there's times like this weekend where I was like so jam-packed. And like I was like, yeah, it was fun. But now I'm like, okay, I need like a week off. (laughs) (laughs) So it's like you you take it when it's there kind of thing. But yeah, I don't usually see a ton of clients. And I like it that way. Yeah. yeah, and I feel like sometimes maybe, I don't know, maybe it's just my own assumption, but it can just be, like, mentally tiring, mm-hmm. too. And also, within, I guess, depending what kind of dom you are, it can be really physically tiring as well, mm-hmm. right? Yep. So how long is each scene typically, or how does that, in terms of that? Um, I definitely aspect. prefer longer sessions that yeah. are, like... I like like two, three hour sessions, oh, but that wow. doesn't always happen, right? Yeah, I feel like lately, I know lately all that I, um, people have been booking is like an hour and I'm like, okay, you want all these things, like yeah. we'll do, we'll do what we can, but if you're yeah. not going to book more time, then, you know, I definitely like, <laughs> I definitely like the longer sessions because it's like more relaxed. There's more time for like getting to know each other a bit at the beginning if it's somebody new um, totally. and like knowing what their needs are for aftercare, that kind of right. thing. Like, some people just like to chat afterwards for a few minutes. Mm-hmm. Instead of just going out in the world. Oh, no, I, I rarely <laughs> let anybody just, like, finish the scene and, like, hey, see ya. Yeah, like, like you're not no, leaving yet. Yeah. <laughs> you should, like, come down a little bit. Yeah, because, yeah, like, wow, an hour is so short. It is. Like, three hours a lot, but, like, it was, like, at least two hours, I would say. Yeah, like, an hour, half, two hours is good, right? Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh, that's crazy. Oh, yeah, so, like... In terms of, I know we're talking about the changing dynamics a bit of the BDSM world. In terms of, like, no, it's it's niche. It's very niche, right? So what are your thoughts on, like, kind of new world BDSM? I know Sadie mentioned this, too, but, like, things like financial domination and that kind of dom-sub kind of relationships. What are your yeah. thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think that's such a big topic, and I feel like there's a lot of people that would be able to answer that question better than me because I don't really do that I mean I yeah but it's more just like your opinion and stuff too because I know that Sadie's like oh there's so many people faking and like yes. you know you can tell yeah like <laughs> you're like ah. <laughs> there is because what happens is people hear about Findom mm-hmm. and they're like oh my gosh I can go online and like take pictures of myself and say you know mean things to people and treat the subs just like garbage and they'll give me money but they're not 
doms and they don't understand what the, the submissive mind right. and they don't understand a lot of the time and this isn't true for all of them but, I think but from, what, from what I yeah. see it's like you know they have no respect for the subs either and like right. you know fin dom is a real thing yeah and if financial it's not, domination guys we don't know what that is yeah so. <laughs> yeah and um if it's not done properly then it's like you know that's just it's it's not okay it's yeah. not okay and like I do have um one sub that I do do like financial domination and blackmail with mm-hmm. and um you know it's an interesting case because he's he's pretty much addicted to it and I trust myself with that but he'll be like sometimes he'll want more than what I can offer and he'll be like is there another dom that you can recommend to share this with and I'm like absolutely not yeah like I don't trust anybody for you to give them all like I I won't take his he wants me to take his like bank account number and like all of the things and like have complete control over his life and his finances and I'm like I don't, I don't want that, and no, I won't recommend anybody because someone's going to take so gonna hard take advantage. advantage, and that's happened to him tons of times. But it's like a, yeah. this addiction, right? This addiction, like so. the they really like. Well, I won't say they, but like a lot of times they'll like, oh, drain my bank account. And yeah, and like they get I, that and they get excited with that. It's yeah, dangerous because you dangerous. fuck people's lives up. Yeah, and I'm <laughs> not all about hands. that. Like I'm genuinely yeah. like a pretty kind person. Yeah, so. <laughs> and like you are kind of building like a connection you're building a, like a rapport and relationship with your clients so too it's not just I mean I'm sure you have like a lot of like one-time clients though too yeah the transient ones yeah lots so. of transient ones but then of course you want to like have those people coming back to you as well yeah that's important too so yeah and we get like a lot of um I call it like dom tourists where they like just want to try all the doms one time kind of thing <laughs> it's like with no commitment so I'm like okay that's fine like I'll play with you once it's fun but I definitely do prefer those, like, longer relationships or, like, mm-hmm. people that are, like, committed to me and, like, you know, it's, it's, it's way better. You can get go so much deeper with yeah. them. But, yeah, like, back to the... funner. <laughs> yeah, back to the, like, the question that you asked. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just, I don't really trust anybody with that um, amount of control when it comes to money. I just feel like that can be a, an unsafe thing. Very unsafe thing. I know Sadie also mentioned something she doesn't do, but requests that ask for some kind of like permanent damage. Mm-hmm. Like that's scary stuff too. There's a really fine line where you can seriously hurt somebody. Yeah, I mean, I I will say like I I do do I have done like branding and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if that counts as like permanent damage, but mm-hmm. it is something that I've done and enjoyed. Okay, well, yeah, yeah, every dom is different, right? Yeah. So it just depends on what your boundaries are and stuff too, right? So um, we do have a few questions here, but I think they're kind of they're kind of big. So <laughs> is it expensive to get started having to buy toys, renting a space, and outfits? And I know you, you said <laughs> your yes. eyes were like, yes. yes. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> like a latex dress is like 300 bucks or something. You know, like yeah. it is expensive for sure. Yeah. So I just, the way that I kind of built up my supplies in my wardrobe was like um you know my my very sweet dedicated subs have purchased me things which is always lovely it's a great route it really is but I also like when I you know started making money and like my basic needs were thankfully met you know my bills were paid and like things were back on track then you know because I did come into this for the money also right so <laughs> it's a good um, motivator yeah like you know once that started to be like oh things are like pretty good financially I would take a percentage of my earnings and, and reinvest it into my right. business yeah like I paid for a lot of my outfits and a lot of my toys and photo sets and website and all that those things cost money so I just always kind of include that in like reinvesting a portion right to build up your supplies and that's smart too because like it, especially if you are wanting to get into this it is an investment and you want to be able to you know give your client the best experience as you can as yeah well. and it adds it to the, the professional appeal also yeah. right like the subs are going to see if you have a like, quality equipment quality outfits you're taking care of yourself you know your hair looks nice all that stuff that stuff costs money yeah um, nothing comes for free in this life yeah. especially <laughs> Vancouver yeah yeah for sure so then it kind of ups your caliber I guess or your totally yeah Makes you more like legitimized, right? Yeah. <laughs> and we have some questions here. Uh, tips for establishing ground rules and limits for new doms. 
Okay, so I think if if you're a new dom, like start with what you have experience with. Like hopefully if you're wanting to get into doming, you know, you're not just going to straight away start charging money for things that you haven't done. Right. So like start with the things that you feel comfortable with and and that you have experience with and then see what requests you get and see how does that make you feel like if, for instance, you know, somebody requests you to do pegging on them. Like, I don't know, maybe see if that's something that seems interesting to you, then like do some some reading. And I don't know what the question was, like, how do you establish? Yeah, like tips for establishing ground rules and like limits. Dogs. Yeah, I think that's going to be so... Boundaries. Yeah, but your own boundaries is going to be so, so different yeah. and so different for each person. So I think just, like, checking in with yourself. Yeah. Don't want to get lost in it. In, in any kind of sex work, guys. Not just in terms of, like, doms up, but, like, knowing what your boundaries are, knowing what your limits are. And sticking with and them. sticking with them. And, if, and it's a huge red flag if you have a client that, you know, you have set a boundary and they're trying to push pushing it. for more. Well, then, like... You know, reassess that situation. Yeah, is absolutely. the money actually worth it? Yeah, most of the times it's not. Yeah, so, yeah. So great tips. <laughs> and the last one here: Have you had crazier requests other than the tampon story? So the tampon was. Uh, Sadie told us a story about like how you made one of your clients. I think he had a blood fetish or something. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was so funny because, um, <laughs> like, you know. We, my, uh, my slave and I had been, had been playing that way for quite a while. So it was super normalized yeah. between us. Like anytime that I would get my period, it was like, Oh, time to see my slave. <laughs> and like, I, I, you know, I had escort friends that were always like, Oh, it's so, so terrible. Whenever I get my period, guys are so grossed out by it. And I was like, Oh my God, I'm winning right now. Cause <laughs> anytime I get my period, I get paid and I think it's really fun like I really do like blood play <laughs> but yeah so I would make like these cocktails every month of like piss and spit and like put my tampon in there and oh, like wow. steeping tea and like making him drink that and like then sucking on the tampon I remember so Sadie came to a session with us and um, we were just going about our normal yeah, business that was normalized for you guys super normalized we were both super into it and um, after the session the look on her face she just goes white and her eyes are just like, uh, she's like, I can't look at you the same. And I'm like, what, babe? What's wrong? <laughs> and she's just like that. You're super intense. And I'm like, what? Like, what do you mean? What do you mean? It's normal. It's just blood and piss and spit. What? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I, yeah, it was super funny. I do, I do do some, some, some more like extreme, I guess they're called extreme <laughs> things to me. I'm like, that's fun. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I just love, I love that she told that story. And the, 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 I just don't remember the look on her face. Like she's like, I can't look at you the same. <laughs> I know she told me that, and then um, I just have gotten so many comments on that. Like, wow, you have to introduce. Yeah, well, that's me. That's Goddess Ivy. <laughs> And I'm just like, guys, I'm working on getting her on the show. Just you wait. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Do you have any other um, crazy requests as well? Well, that, to me, is crazy, but... <laughs> yeah, I mean... What would you define as crazy, though? I know, right? I'm like, oh... Like, this is... I don't know. This is regular Monday. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, I don't know. I do some... Some pretty weird stuff, I guess. <laughs> like, There's something for everybody. Guys yeah. niche. And, like, you know, the more I found, the more niche you are, the more people are going to want you and want yeah. that. Because the yeah. more people that offer it. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I do. I do. So, like, you know, when, when I have somebody that I've built trust with, like, I like to do, explore and, like, do new things and, like, do some more extreme stuff. Like, I don't know. I guess some of the things that I like to do is, like, I have a... Um, I've purchased like medical staplers in the past and like you can really like stretch the ball skin and like staple it onto the thighs and like stuff like that like oh into more intense like BDSM stuff and like yeah. combine that with like branding and like wax pay and like wow. just stuff like that is fun for me yeah no, that's cool for me it just sounds really painful but like yeah. the look on your face you actually look so excited about it yeah and like I could tell that you really enjoy it. And there's nothing wrong with that. I think it's, it's great. Fine. Well, it's, you know, it's just like they're, they're super into it too, right? Yeah. And that's, that's it's the It's a two-way street. Yeah. Right. And that's what I said like earlier about like what the slave is interested in 
and what they're willing to do, that's what is exciting for me. So it's not always just the activity. Like it could be something that's like way lighter and way more, you know, even vanilla-ish. But they're so into it that I'm like, this is so exciting. (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) So I guess that's the last question for today, short and sweet. But at the end of the episode, we'd like to obviously promote to you. So if you have any channels, like where can we find you? I think you mentioned Twitter. Obviously, I said your website, but feel free to use this yeah. time here. To- Thanks. <laughs> yeah, my uh, my website is www.ivyheart.com, I think, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> and then my Twitter handle is goddess underscore underscore IV, and it's the same for my Instagram as well. I don't post as much on Instagram because, you know, Instagram doesn't like anything very extreme. But like Twitter, I'm I'm on there quite a bit. You can kind of get to know my quirky personality. Yay! (laughs) (laughs) So great. Well, I loved having you on the show today. Thank Thank you so much. Thank you. It was so fun talking with you. Thanks so much for having me over. Anytime. Um... I know if you ever want to come back, you're more than welcome to. Uh, Lots of questions here. Um, but yeah, that's it for today, guys. Um, thanks for listening to Strip by Sia. I'm Sia. This is my podcast. You can find me on Instagram, Strip by Sia, and my personal Sia stuff. And we'll catch you guys for another Sunday of fun sex talk. So yeah, see you guys later. Bye. Bye. by Sia, produced and hosted by Steph Sia, aka Kimchi, music by Ted D, photography by Ian Dabern and